0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says, truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptizer. This is a rather perplexing statement, especially considering that it's Jesus who says it. You'd think that Jesus would reserve this title, the greatest among women to be born. You'd think he'd reserve that for himself. Instead, he bestows it to John, who performed no great miracles. He didn't heal the sick or feed thousands at one time as Jesus did with just a few loaves and fish. Never did he raise someone up from the dead. He wore no purple or fine linen, but dressed in rough camel's hair, bound with a leather belt around his waist. He wasn't invited to the great banquets, feasting instead on the fare of locusts and wild honey. John's ministry, which was foretold by the prophets Isaiah and Malachi, found him in the wilderness. Preaching, to some of the har- preaching some of the harshest sermons that we find in all of the scriptures. John would probably not rank very high on pastoral candidate lists in the offices of our district presidents, having called some of his hearers the brood of vipers, that is, sons of snakes. Wiegand's probably not going to try to call this guy. In addition to a lot of fire and a lot of brimstone. John also liked to preach about the coming judgment of Christ and the end of all things. He said the axe is laid at the root of the tree and every tree that does not bear fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And this classic line, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now can you imagine what the elders meetings would be like after a sermon like that? John did not soft pedal the law. Jesus was likely thinking of John when he said that he had not come to abolish the law or the prophets for not one iota, not one dot would pass away from the law. Anyone who relaxes even the least of these commandments Thus, teaching others to do the same would be called least in the kingdom of heaven. John would not budge on the law of God because the law of God does not budge. And this is what got John in trouble with King Herod Agrippa, as we heard in our gospel reading for today. He had called the king to repentance for his adulterous relationship with his brother's wife. And it landed the greatest born of women on death row. This is the fate of many of God's great heroes of the faith in the scriptures. Lately, I've been reading the prophet Jeremiah, and it's amazing how much he endured for the sake of God's word. And so, dear saints, why are we talking so much today about John? Our Lutheran confessions teach us that the saints are to be remembered so that we may imitate their faith and their good works according to our calling in life. For instance, St. Paul taught the Thessalonians to imitate him and his co-workers in the gospel. The writer of Hebrews says to do the same. John gives us a very timely example for us in the Christian life of faith today. You've heard me say this before, but I do believe that there is a time that is coming, and probably already upon us, when being a Christian will be very unpopular in the world. To our world, our message is like nails on a chalkboard. When we stand up for life and marriage, we're a bit like John. Right now, the worst thing that can happen to us is that people will ignore us, maybe they'll mock us, and probably turn away from us. It may bring divisions, even within families, to speak the word of God. Jesus even warns that he came to bring the sword of division that would cut the ties that bound families together. And it may be that one day, we will be called to suffer the way John suffered. Now, our experience up to this point in the United States has been a rather unique one when we have had relative peace between the church and the secular world. The vast majority of Christian history, however, shows that our present arrangement is an anomaly. It is said that there were more martyrs to the Christian faith in the 20th century than in the previous 19 combined. St. Paul says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved, and among those who are perishing, To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. To those who have rejected Christ and his word, we smell like death. They think they smell a dead Jesus on us with his dead laws and his dead morality. They think they smell that. But it is their own rotting flesh that they smell. Jesus says, whoever believes in the Son of God is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And so today, John shows us how to suffer in the Christian life according to our calling. So this leads us then back to the preaching of John. Yes, he preached fire and brimstone like no one else, but he did so that he might proclaim the sweetest gospel that man has ever heard. He preached the law in order to prepare hearts and minds for a coming savior. Without knowing how bad our fallen state is, we do not know how badly we actually need the cure. And so even as John preached the full sternness of the law, he pointed his hearers to Jesus, the one who came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it on our behalf. This, dear saints, is why God called John into the prophetic office. It was through John that the Savior was to be revealed, After centuries of the prophets telling the faithful of Israel that their Savior was coming, it was at last John standing on Jordan's bank who got to point the finger at those who fulfilled all of those promises, the one who came to them in the flesh. He pointed his finger and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That sweet sermon is a pivotal moment in the church's story because it was when that finger was pointed, we finally got to see what the whole point of the Bible is. That it is Christ who has come to be the savior of sinners by dying for us upon the cross and being raised up again that we might have new life in him. John kept on preaching that sermon. Even in prison, John sent his own disciples to Jesus with the question, are you the one or should we look for another? And Jesus answered by pointing to what he had been doing all along. He said the blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news, gospel news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. This is the one that John pointed his hearers to. And this is the one that he still points us to today from even beyond the grave as we sing his gospel sermon as part of our communion liturgy. This is what John teaches us to do. He teaches us to go to Jesus to hear from his own mouth, the words that will sustain when all else fails us. These are the words that John clung to as he entered the darkness as Christ's forerunner in death, as he had been his forerunner in life. John was united to Christ in life and death, which is the only comfort that can sustain us through the valley of the shadow of death. And you dear saints, have an even greater comfort than John did you are baptized into the death of Jesus and since you have been united with him in a death like his you will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his and so with all that being said what do you have to be afraid of are you afraid of mockery of scorn? of estranged relationships with those that you love, of death, count it all a blessing. Jesus says of John, Blessed is the one who is not offended by me, and blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Therefore, dear saints, do not fear what you are about to suffer. Be faithful unto death, and Christ will give you the crown of eternal life. Let us pray. Our thanks, O Lord, for John the Baptist, who till his dying day made straight paths for the Savior and heralded his way. In witnessing to Jesus, through times of threat or shame, May we with faith and courage the Lamb of God proclaim in Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.